To you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hi, from me, JR, and thanks for joining us on Being Green. Sorry about my croakiness, but it's a proud badge. I had my vaccine shot a few days ago, and there have been a few mild side effects. I went to Mitchell's Plain Hospital, Lentechir, and the experience was, well, affirming. Hats off to an impressive organisation, a band of total professionals, cheerful and encouraging, firm but kind with us old toppies. Wow, it restores faith in the basic humanity of us all amidst so much negativity. Good on you, Mitchell's Plain team. So, we've been hearing about the Anthropocene quite a bit lately. Suddenly, it's a word that has been noticed. What is Anthropocene? From anthro, mankind, and scene, era. Its geologists speak for the record of human impacts on the environment, which will show up, and is showing up, as time progresses in the rocks. If geologists far in the future from this planet, or maybe a different planet, look at the rock strata, they'll say, yes, that's it. Geologists call it a signal. A famous signal is the thin band of compressed clay and iridium that marks the end of the Cretaceous and the KPG extinction 66 million years ago. And that wiped out the non-flying members of the dinosaur population and about 65% of species on land. The cause was almost certainly when a small asteroid hit the Earth. The evidence suggests the asteroid brought a concentration of iridium from far out in the solar system. Let's hope that the record of our era doesn't end in a thin band in the strata marking another extinction. With some luck and a lot of science and coordinated effort, our record may be better. Maybe. Now, scientists are studying all aspects of the Anthropocene closely, and a new twist is getting them excited. What is it? Mud. Yes, mud. Mud provides clues to our past impacts. Drilling down into deposits of mud in lakes, wetlands and rivers reveals the history of what plants grew where and much more. The technique is similar to, in fact, exactly the same as borehole drilling and extracting the long cores or cylinders of compacted mud. The evidence for all these grand theories exists in the tiny grains of pollen that fell and settled in layer upon layer of mud over the centuries. By carefully extracting that mud and recording the layers and analysing the fossil pollen at different depths, researchers were able to carbon date each mud layer to work out what grew and when. The leading centre for these studies is Bergen in Norway, but the samples have been collected over a wide range of continents and habitats. And it's brought an entirely new understanding of how long humankind has been influencing the natural habitats. Scientists had expected to see the first signal of human intervention a few centuries ago, when landscapes really started to transform during the Industrial Revolution. Pollen records from the mud core research have led them to radically readjust that assumption and track our species' first impact on the natural world back to about four or 5,000 years ago. But what exactly did they spot that led them to rethink theories about when man had started to impact nature? The team found in the mud an uptick in the rate of change, layer by layer, of pollen composition. Basically, each layer began to look more different from the other in terms of the plant pollen it contained. The trend in vegetation change 
ticks up at different points. It's earlier in Asia and South America, and slightly later, about 2,000 years, in Europe. I suppose it's hardly surprising that we've had a huge impact on the land and the sea, but now careful research has put numbers and effects to it. Another tool in the kit bag for learning and finding the way ahead to meet the climate change challenge. And other challenges we could mention, but enough. Thanks for listening. I'm John Richards. There'll be more on Being Green next week here on Fine Music Radio. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. If we condensed the history of Earth into 24 hours, then we've been around for a few seconds. A short time to create havoc, yet long enough to know that we have the power to make a difference to our planet. It starts at home from the moment we wake up and turn on our energy-saving light bulbs. Switch on to a sustainable world with Galinda Moser from Remax Living, our passionate and proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. FMR 101.3